Welcome to Astrology Today, recorded in British Columbia, Canada, and it's this recording is on the date of May the 22nd, and it's about 1235. Uh, this is episode 184, and it's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what it is, is it's an opportunity to I'm going to demonstrate how I have been walking into my own chart due to some very entertaining health issues that uh, <laughs> popped up in the first week of May. Um, and um, I'm like, huh? <laughs> because um, I've had um, many years of doing laps with um, what people now call PTSD. Um, and my my coping mechanisms for trauma um, developed into what's called uh, dissociative identity disorder, which is a sliding scale that um, at the very top end, if you call it that, I don't know if you'd call it the top end, people actually will have more than one named personality that mm -hmm. they go by. Uh, mine never got that far. Um, but I definitely have more than one iteration that will show up if I am stressed and yeah, overwhelmed. It's like yeah. Yeah. And it's a yeah. prote protective mechanism. Yeah, exactly. Extreme people need that sort of some needed tender personality and stuff. Yeah. It's uh yeah, coping mechanisms. Um, I mean, that could be a whole survey in astrology as to you know delineating what kind of coping strategies that's a whole thing but yeah. this what's happened and so you know i've done laps with that but my body has been like a tank <laughs> just goes along and in good aries fashion because i have aries rising um i am a doer and you know so to have my doingness <laughs> disrupted <laughs> disrupted rather dramatically yes. <laughs> you know and not in the typical form i mean i have not been immune from you know your your average accident things like i fell out of a tree a couple of years back and you know i've had colds and flus and you know the typical childhood stuff and you know all the rest of that is kind of normal but chronic conditions or yeah other than Extreme. those yeah like that that's just that's a, you know huh <laughs> anyway anyway so what we're going to do is um i'm going to outline my process very systematically so that if you want to take a deeper dive into your own chart or charts of other people about what kind of health signature they have um uh you know, I mean, eventually your health takes in the whole chart, no doubt. Uh, I'm not yeah. discluding, you know, excluding that. But these are specific features that will point to susceptibilities. Where, from, from Hellenistic. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to be using the Hellenistic model. And we're going to yeah. start, um, Jill's going to look at my chart from her more modern perspective and using her house system. So, Jill what do you see <laughs> uh, just have a look here yeah here we are so here we have maureen yes. and and it's yeah. placidus house system so placidus house system yeah so yeah. we have aries 
late Aries rising, 28 degrees rising, mm-hmm. and Taurus intercepted in the first house, and then Gemini on the second and third house. Yeah. Cancer on the fourth, Leo on the fifth, Virgo on the sixth, and Libra, of course, on the seventh. And Scorpio intercepted with four planets in it in the seventh. <laughs> And then the Sag on the on the eighth and ninth, and Cap on the mid heaven, and uh, the eleventh house, Aquarius and Pisces on the twelfth. Yeah. So yes, um, it's uh, yeah. So for me, I would looking at health particularly. I would okay. you know, always look at the sixth house, obviously, because that is yep. how the body how the body works and the service it offers us. And challenges that can come up related mm-hmm. to that. With Virgo on there, I would always look at the uh, the small intestine because that's Virgo territory. Mm-hmm. So the digestive system. Mm-hmm. And Mars in there always speaks to potential for um, inflammation. Yes, yeah. Exactly. Mars, Mars is heat. So yeah. there can be, there can, you may, and especially as it's ruler of your ascendant, therefore health issues directly related, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, imbalance can bring the, the and inflammation. That, and that's because it's Libra, Mars and Libra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I mean, the other aspect to, in terms of the physical body, uh, Libra rules the kidneys because mm-hmm. that's the air of organs. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that can be a sensitive area that can get inflamed as well, whether it has or not. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and then I would look to the ruler of both of those, Mercury ruling Virgo, of course, which happens to be up beside your sun in Scorpio and retrograde. Yeah. So yeah. one might think it could rear its head at time. Yeah. And Mercury was, I guess, retrograde when that happened, wasn't it? Or was um, it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yes, actually, not I it that it was. Would... Yeah. Okay. No. Not that it necessarily would be, but mm-hmm. interesting that it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so again, Scorpio is the the large intestine. So you mm-hmm. know, we've got the whole intestinal tract here to. Uh, oh yeah. To yeah. consider. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the ruler of Libra is Venus, also in Scorpio, and she's conjunct Saturn, which can, you know, restrict things. And so that can restrict, like Mercury also rules the, like the tubes of the body. So Mm -hmm. restrictions there, I think. And yeah, so some blockages that would, again, you know, the Chinese medicine, they have a great saying that where there's stagnation, there's pain. Where there's pain, there's stagnation. So <laughs> if you've got blocked energy, then you're likely to have some issues. Yeah. yeah. So that, I think that captures it very well. Yeah. Another thing I would look at um, right away with health issues would be Chiron. Right. And I think I think the Chiron conjunct, the moon, mm-hmm. speaks to the issues you were talking about with the PTSD. Yes. Yes, definitely. The trauma definitely. there. Yeah. And, um, yes, because that's, you know, the moon is emotions. And so the the, the deepest wound, as we would mm-hmm. say, Iran, is, is emotional. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of, I think, would be difficult because it's in, in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. 
Capricorn can be very rigid and sort of hang on to stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it also then takes us back to the Saturn conjunct Venus in mm-hmm. Scorpio. So there's a lot of connections there between those things. Yeah. That um, makes sense to me because certainly our emotions can definitely affect anything in our body. Yes, definitely. And, do. and I know from my work that we can you know, have a trauma that leaves a, an emotional charge that we're not even kind of aware of. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so something that can happen can re- remind us of something that happened to us and it'll trigger us without us knowing that that's what's going on. Yeah. So that sort of thing can be involved in, in health issues as well, exactly. I think, for you. So. And also, of course, with, with Uranus opposing the moon, <laughs> it could come on suddenly and unexpectedly. Yes. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Rather explosively. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's, that is definitely. Um, so that would be, yeah. you know, just sort of my quick, mm-hmm. quick assessment if I were looking, you know, like what's going on. And of course, the other thing you've got is Pluto squares. Yes, that Mercury. Well, Mercury is the most, in a modern context, it's the most aspected planet. Yeah, and it is like Jupiter, Uranus, Pluto, Neptune, all aspect. Yeah, and it is the ruler of your sixth house. Yeah, exactly. So that suggests, yeah. And of course, Pluto, which squares it, is ruler of Scorpio, which has all the planets that are also involved. In the whole thing so yeah. yeah it seems all very connected to me when i mm-hmm. look at those pieces yep yeah and everything generally is connected and yeah pluto in conjunct the node <laughs> always fun <laughs> and even jupiter in conjunct ah, <laughs> so do it big if you're gonna do it and you did ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah so um, yeah, the modern is definitely going to tie in um, the psychology that yes. um, is yeah. always involved in any kind of health thing. It's, yeah. you know, you can't, um, despite, you know, modern medicine wanting to separate the head uh, from the body, uh, literally, yes. you know, psychiatry was in a different building and medicine was in this building. Well, and, I mean, speak, they've come together a bit now, but it's, but even to speak of mind, body, spirit, yeah, it's like they're not separate. Yeah, no, we exactly. are mind, body, spirit, all in one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they are inter, inter influential. Connected. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's all yeah. Yeah. We didn't even mention Neptune there. No, we didn't. Which, but Neptune, um, the other yeah. thing, yeah, Neptune in the sixth house. I have a daughter with Neptune in her sixth house, and they never know what's wrong with her. Yes, that I that they, I can confirm over the years. Never figure it out. They well, it's kind <laughs> of like this, but it doesn't really fit. And yeah, yeah. they yeah. can never give you know the. The appropriate label which they like to do um and yeah it's, it's always yeah. been a mystery because neptune likes to shroud things in mystery so that's it's not the greatest planet to have in your sixth house because it, yeah well because the sixth house does deal with physical health and neptune is very non-physical mm-hmm. in nature 
So it just kind of obfuscates things and clouds yeah. it all up and makes it confusing, which is not helpful. When no. You're no, it is. But also with Neptune in the sixth, I would always advise to stick to more natural healing modalities and, and therapies and remedies because the body is very, very sensitive to any chemicals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the same with Virgo. I mean, Virgo on um, in indicated in one's health signature is I look at it as almost like the canary in the coal mine yeah. where, um, you know, Virgo and Pisces, for that matter, they can have a sensitivity um, that the rest of us are kind of like, huh? Um, yeah, because yeah, they, yeah. they are. They're sensitive. Well, because Virgo is all about the details, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and Neptune in there says, what details? <laughs> Not helpful. <laughs> no, it isn't. I have to admit. Yeah, that's a quick look. I mean, yeah. you look at also at the 12th house because it's the, you know, partner of the six and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And that yeah. takes you into that more subconscious stuff as well. Yeah. And it also takes into account um, your 12th house, the things that you do that undermine. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's like yeah. the old astrologers called it the house of self-undoing. Yes, they yes. So that's yeah. what you don't see. And in this case, it's ruled by Neptune, right? Which is in your sixth. <laughs> that can be a bit of a problem. We can't see it. We don't know what it is. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Yeah. So there that's yeah, what I would yeah. Just a quick on what I would see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we will now put up um, the Hellenistic world. And um, so the one, you know, I don't know if it's a bonus, but the um, uh, the one thing that the Hellenistic does, of course, is it eliminates, um, and I'm not sure this is where I want to be right in the moment. Uh, it eliminates the... Um, outer planets outer planets and so mm-hmm. that that is helpful okay so we'll start here uh, no well it it eliminates the outer planets not i mean i don't because obviously you know yeah no i, I when i live but what they do is it gets rid of any intercepted houses right yeah. that's the part that i wanted it to sort of kind of simplifies things to some degree yeah by taking out the outer planets and that intercepts okay i don't know if i can get rid of this little thing at the bottom i think i can let me just do that this thing is in the way there we go there we go okay so uh what the hellenistic people would do is and so these are the considerations so um one of the things in this particular scenario is obviously my age so i will be later in the year i will be turning the ripe old age of 70 which is welcome to the club yes dear (laughs) okay so um you know and immortality aside what cropped up this spring um the first week of april uh, i was not expecting that um and like i said earlier you know i've had my share of the usual suspects of colds and flus and accidents and that type of stuff um and i also had which i will get to in a minute here so um and the other thing one 
what I also consider is the fact that we we are continually living in a more toxic world every year. And yes. um, so that bot backdrop is something that we all have to contend with. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. So, no, toxins too. I mean, yeah. the, body, the body is trying to detoxify itself and what the symptoms we experience are. Yeah. And, all the time. Yeah. And so, you know, if it gets overloaded, it can't get rid of it all. And then you yeah. have you yeah. know, ongoing symptoms in it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's harder. And because we can't escape a lot of the stuff that no it's just it's in the biome period it's it's mm. in the world it's in our water it's anyway okay so yeah. but we can um take a look and sort of boil it down in a hellenistic way to some major factors that one would consider that may give one clues or hints as to what you might suggest, um, you know, the world of alternate medicine or normal or not normal, but allopathic medicine to, I think we should look at this and this and this, <laughs> you know, cause the chart will point to stuff. Okay. So the original statement is always where you start. And in the Hellenistic world, the body is represented by the ascendant. Mm -hmm. um, the body is impacted by the placement of the ruler of the ascendant and what that ruler is. Um, and the body is also um, um, predicted by the moon in particular, and obviously the sixth house. So that piece, the sixth house has come down from, you know, many thousands of years as, yep, that's the place you look for health issues. Well, one thing I didn't mention is with Mars in there, in my system, and ruling yep. the Ascendant, often you get head injuries or yes. Yes. accident injuries, but often with yeah. yeah, and that's Mars for sure, and it's also definitely um, Aries rising. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so under consideration that I'm going to walk through is obviously my Aries rising, my Mars in Libra, my moon in Capricorn, the sixth house with Virgo, and in my system, it has no planets, uh, and Mercury in Scorpio. Okay, so we will start with the first. So the Aries rising, this is, it's a fire sign, and so it will, the, the fact that it is a fire sign will say that um, right, out, right out of the gate, there can be some early issues. And, and there was, which was interesting. Um, I had, uh, my mother had a very difficult time giving birth to me. Um, um, and so I think my very first trauma was literally birth trauma. Yeah, well, it is for everyone, but for some more than others. Yes, exactly. And so this in particular um, has an added emphasis in the fact that the ruler of the ascendant uh, being Mars, it is not of the sect in favor. I have a day chart. And so it is the malefic to look out for, one that can cause problems that you aren't going to avoid. And mm. depending on the condition of Mars, you may or may not overcome. Whereas the malefic that is of the sect in favor are things that you can work with. Okay, so right from the get-go, it's not surprising that my birth was a bit dis disconcerting. <laughs> and it also squares yeah. the nodes, which doesn't help. Squares mm -hmm. the moon as well. And so, you know, of the, the five things that I've mentioned, 
the moon, the ascendant, and Mars are all suspects that are prominent in my chart. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's, you know, and then given again that it's fire, and so these are indications for early things happening in childhood. Um, the other thing that happened is about six months into my life, I managed to wiggle out through the bars of my crib and hang oh. <laughs> from either my neck or my shoulders or something. Um, unfortunately, not while my parents were home, but while there was a babysitter who um, didn't think to try to get me out, but rather stuck pillows under my feet and left oh. to get help. So that particular trauma, I suspect, sent me down the road of the kind of PTSD yep. that subsequent traumas started to produce this dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's also about the head. Aries is about the head. Mars <laughs> is about the head. You nearly lost your head. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's not surprising that within the first six months of my life, I had some issues. What's interesting is the Mars piece of the signature um, through the process called annual perfections. Um, the two other major instances of uh, like accidental or um, tra traumatic, one was an accident, one was trauma, uh, happened at a subsequent and so oh. annual per perfections roll over um through the number 12 right and so um the 12th and you know when i turned 12 i was in a first house annual perfection again and that is when i believe that um untoward things were done to my physical body that mm. i didn't want to have happen and um and then again, and it made me laugh when I did the, you know, went through um, the other one that stu stood out in the list, because of course you had 12. So what happened at 24, 36, 48? Well, the one I remember is at 60. And I injured my back and had to crawl for help, like literally within days of my 60th birthday, <laughs> which I just like, really? <laughs> anyway, so you know, I do have some historical um, pieces. So I will definitely bubble wrap myself when I turn 72. Yeah, it's I interesting. <laughs> interesting that Mars really doesn't have any any real aspects to it. No, it doesn't. It but, does have a 45 to the sun in modern vernacular. Yeah, but that's yeah, why. That's it. Yeah. That's wide for a, a 45. Exactly. And yeah, yeah so like in... In the Western system, I've seen that as it, like it's got no constraints on it. It can mm -hmm. exactly, <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the not the character you want to have running wild. No, no, exactly. And being he is the malefic that is not of the sect in favor, um, I can't always be successful even close to with that Mars. Mm. Okay, so the next thing that I looked at is what bounds, okay, so these are the Egyptian bounds and triplicity and the decan of the actual degree of the ascendant. And so it is in the bounds of Saturn, which whenever Saturn is part of a health signature significantly, 
um, it will indicate long-term conditions, ones that go on and on and on and on. And because it's the bounds of my ascendant and the ascendant rules the head, then I have dealt with my PTSD like in a significant fashion since I was about 18. Um, and so that Saturn does speak to that particular component. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the triplicity Lord is the sun, um, and Aries is its exaltation. And so, um, one of the bonus points I think of that has been the fact that, um, I have never sort of completely fallen prey to the depression that uh, mm. my happy moon can get into. Um, so the fact that that um, Mars rules both my Aries ascendant and my Scorpio sun um, has mm. given me some strength um, to mm -hmm. combat, you know, the mental side of my issues. Yeah, because with all that, not just the Capricorn, but the Scorpio as well can get. Yeah. Depression can be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So having the Aries ascended, yay me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the Deccan of Venus, I'm not entirely sure if that contributes anything significant. Okay. So one of the things to keep in mind from a Hellenistic is who sees the ascendant? Is there any other pieces that help or hinder? So we've already mentioned the fact that you know, the malefic not of the sectum favor can see what it rules. That's not really a good thing. It, mm. it does actually help though. Um, but the Scorpio can't see that ascendant. So those pieces there don't directly affect um, from their position. The moon does, um, and it is in the overcoming position. It's on the 10th to the ascendant. Um, and there have been times when, you know, I have been suicidal, um, but I had the great good fortune <laughs> uh, from Jupiter because Jupiter sextiles that ascendant. Yay, mm. Jupiter. And so I actually took a course in uh, my 30s uh, so that I could work the crisis line right. uh, in the local community I worked in. And so I had to take suicide training. Mm -hmm. And and trust me, there's nothing worse than being suicidal and actually knowing what you have to do. <laughs> it, it's, it's a joke that is only Scorpios can truly appreciate, I think. Um, and I, I actually once did foam a crisis line because I was suicidal and I got a newbie <laughs> who had never had a suicide. And so I, co you know, I coached her. You talked them through. <laughs> yeah, what to do and what not to do, you know? And then when I got off the phone, I'm like, that's when I came up with my expression of, if you're pissed off at the God, goddess, universe, whoever it is your higher belief is too, that's when I figured you should be able to take a baseball bat out to their knees <laughs> and get, really mad at the fact that you couldn't even have a decent suicide conversation <laughs> you know it was just like really anyway i attribute that saving grace to that sextile from uh the benefic that is of the sectum favor um mm. she's in um jupiter is in gemini in the third house so you know i had i had access to the information and understanding Mm -hmm. And down through the years, that has 
continued to contribute to my understanding of my mental health issues. Um, it keeps saving my bacon when I reach out for more data um, and with that sextile to Jupiter. So I'm really happy about that. <laughs> well, okay. my, system, my system, Jupiter's sextile and Pluto as well, so gets the yes powerful yep. influence yep. that that rules your, your Scorpio stuff. So. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so, oh, by the way, can you see the chart? Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good. Didn't know if it had disappeared or not. Okay, so the next piece we look at is Mars. Now, Mars as the ruler um, and how happy it is will contribute to the physical health. Okay, so unfortunately, Mars is, is in its fall in Libra. It can see the ascendant. And, uh, you know, normally the way I talk about that is, you know, um, the airy side of me would love to rip your head off and spit in the hole if I'm really angry. But Libra <laughs> says, no, no, my dear, you have to be fair. And so <laughs> it does jam up my natural uh, roar or aggressive fire of Aries. And so in a way, it's probably kind of a good thing. Well, I understand that. I have the Libra rising, of yes. course. Yeah, yeah. So you be and I nice. have... Be <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just... Yeah. That was my training growing up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was... They probably tried to do the same for me. Yeah. Okay. So Mars is hot, dry, fiery and inflammation and because it's in an air sign it is also connected to the lungs so one of the again because aries is a fire sign and so health scenarios will show crop up early is i did have whooping cough when i was probably um six years old like grade one or something and mm. i was out of school for about two months with mm. that and i still to this day if i get a cold um when i start to cough people think i'm gonna die and i'm like no 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 it's okay yeah i always sounded like i was gonna die too yeah and i always had bronchial stuff yeah exactly yes with your libra rising yeah well, and also, you know, when I look at this, you've got Mercury, which rules the six is in conjunct Jupiter, mm -hmm. and Mercury's sign Gemini, which is yep. the, the lungs. So, yep. Yeah. Yes, that that is another indicator for sure. Yeah. Okay, so with the Mars, um, so it does indicate accidents. Fortunately, I have not had many of those. Um, I have only ever had one surgery which is interesting because, you know, if Mars is prominent in your health signature, it can indicate surgeries. So for me, not so much so far. Well, especially uh, with planets in the eighth house. Mm -hmm, exactly. So I've managed to, up to this point, avoid that. Um, mm -hmm. So head injuries, one could say hanging from my head in the crib might have been one of those. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it uh, also does because of the hotness of it. Uh, so indigestion, burns, um, you know, the accident kind of things. I did, I have burnt myself, um, but not significantly, although at the time I was pretty impressed. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but, cuts, cuts as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I stepped on a pile of glass when I was a kid. Again, more things yeah. happened when I was really young than, yeah. you know, but again, I've covered a number of years now, so. 
Okay, with Libra, you would add in, as you had said, the kidneys. Um, and uh, let's see now. So, <clears throat> so to date with between the Ascendant and Mars, um, I have had uh, bad acne, which is again, the head. Um, and the other thing that I got, which is inflammatory, is with the thing that happened when I was 12, I got pelvic inflammatory disease from an STD. Mm. Um, and that definitely speaks to, you know, Mars being the malefic knot of the sect in favor, um, a contact with a male person in mm. a not proper way um, and gave me an inflammatory disease. And so that had its consequences take us to the sixth because um, Scorpio and uh, Mercury in Scorpio ruling the sixth can indicate infertility. And mm. that particular uh, instance did rob me of the capacity to have children. Right. right. Yeah. The other, so, thing, the other thing I just was Libra and the, mm -hmm. the kidneys, the, the adrenals sit right atop the kidneys. So it's not just the kidneys, but the adrenals as well, which goes uh, stress factor. Right. Okay, thank you for adding that, yes. Okay, so Mars is in the triplicity of Saturn. So again, like the Ascendant, we have a condition where Saturn is impacting. And um, it's interesting because between Mars and Libra and Saturn and Scorpio, there is an odd kind of mutual reception there mm -hmm. uh, due to the fact that uh, Saturn is exalted in Libra. And of course, Mars rules that Scorpio. And so, you know, the, also, also the Mars, the Mars, uh, Venus. Yes. Rest. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's Saturn. So they're kind of a little trio there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so between the two of those, the conditions, both of the mental health and the fact that I couldn't have children, which I did not discover here's Neptune <laughs> until I was in my forties as to why I couldn't have children. Oh. Right. That was not revealed until right. then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's also in the bounds of Mercury. And so that brings it, whatever happens, what Mars can contribute to my health, it will contribute very directly uh, to that mm. uh, sixth house, Mercury, uh, Mar, or, or Mercury ruling the sixth house. Okay, um, and it's in the Deccan of the Moon, <laughs> which um, when I switched to the Hellenistic model um, in terms of my mental health, this was such a reveal for me um, mm. because for many years, I didn't truly understand uh, my mental health issues that I had. Um, and I went through quite a long period of time in which I was actually frightened of the... Um, personalities that could come forward uh, because they were very vicious and angry and oh. of course within the Hellenistic model Mars being the malefic not of the sect in favor um, it is overcoming the moon it's in the 10th position to the moon um, and both of them are angular and so it carries a huge weight uh, in oh. my chart um, that yeah. particular condition. And once I saw that, and once I understood that Mars, because it's the malefic knot of the sect in favor, um, my ability to get a handle on it 
is going to only come through hard work and persistence. It's, you know, and, and then not entirely is how the ancients would have seen it, is that you can give it your best shot, but there are times when it will take over from their point of view, right? Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. got uh, more psychology under our belts now than they did back in uh, the Hellenistic period. Okay. That's, that's always still about our level of understanding. Oh, totally, totally. Okay, so the next planet we look to for health, uh, the moon in Hellenistic is, is considered the body. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is a feminine planet in a feminine sign, even though it's in its fall, right? It looks back at what it rules, which is the fourth house in Cancer, but it's not there. And, um, and so, but it does get to do what it likes to do, and that is be watery and nocturnal. Um, okay, so... I might also speak to the deprivation of the motherhood thing. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. When it, um, especially with Uranus opposite the moon, when people mm -hmm. have one of the outer planets aspecting the moon in your chart um, significantly, you will find that the mothering, and again, mother doesn't necessarily mean female. You know, you could be raised by two gay men or two women or, you know, that really, the gender part of that doesn't necessarily have to follow. No, uh, even, but it's even, who did the nurturing. Yeah. And, yeah. In sexual couples, sometimes the father's more nurturing. Than exactly, the exactly. Um, in my case, uh, the fact that Uranus was opposite the moon, um, I was um, basically ignored <laughs> um, and told, which is interesting, I was told at a very young age, I wasn't allowed to be sick, which is a Saturn ruled thing, right? I wasn't allowed. And of course, as a child, you don't understand where that might have come from. Well, and in my particular case, it came from the fact that my mother lost a child to right. um, a cancer when he was only 11. And that was many years before I was born. And so she carried that trauma. And, um, you know, I mean, even when she got pregnant for me, both my parents, you know, had this huge debate about whether she was going to have an abortion or not and um, obviously decided against it because they both were hoping for another son. Damn. Well, that's interesting too because, because I know from my work that what happens when we're in the womb and when we're, you know, even mm -hmm. before we're in the womb, you know, that affects us, you know. Oh, that they, yes. That they're yep. hoping for a boy yep. and that they talked about not even having you, that yeah. And that again speaks from a Hellenistic point of view to Mars from the seventh, which is in some ancient texts considered a point of death because the sun is going back into the underworld, yes. that Mars overcoming the moon. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you know, it's like there was a trauma even before you were born because they were. Yeah. Yeah. Let's considering that. Like yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. not yes. not good, not good. Like, like maybe I'm not supposed to be here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, the moon in Capricorn's sign. Um, you know, so with Capricorn, 
we get things like arthritis, rheumatism, skin problems. Like I said, I had acne. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't had any bone infections to date. I haven't had any knee fractures, yay. But uh, depression has been, of course, a thing. Um, but the piece that I always, even in the modern context, a Capricorn was always ascribed with longevity. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I, back in the day, I used to kind of like go with that. So and an improvement as you get older. Yes, exactly. And so, but the thing with the moon, if the moon in your chart is debilitated, if it has a lot of stress on it, then this could create problems with one's breasts. Uh, with the womb, the lymphatic system, um, and uh, the pericardium, the intestinal functions, the eliminatory canal, um, yeah, however you pronounce that, eyes, they can all be a problem. Parliamentary. There. Yeah. The digest yeah. Again, we're back to the yeah. digestion. Exactly. exactly. The stomach. And of course, the moon can also represent the genitals. Okay, so obviously in women, you know, for me, that is probably part of the Mars overcoming the moon with my uh, pelvic inflammatory problem that mm -hmm. uh, I, and, you know, the state of my uh, PTSD stuff was such that, um, when the surgeon, I, you know, I, when I met my second husband, I was madly in love. And at that point in my life, I thought, well, if the reason I never had children was because um, I was never that I wasn't happy enough, which is not an uncommon yeah. thing for women to go through, uh, you know, when they finally relax enough, then they get pregnant. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was a bit concerned because I was 42 and I really didn't want to start having children at 42. So uh, I went in for um, a tubal ligation and, um, you know, it, as far as I knew it had happened and I, you know, came out of that. So that was my one and only surgery that I've had. Yeah. And, um, but the surgeon called me in like the very next day and I went in and I walked in, sat down and he tore a strip off me, um, got really angry at me and I'm sitting there going, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, because he said that I did not need the surgery that, and this is, so 42 is the age that I found out that I had had pelvic inflammatory disease. And he swore to me that it was impossible for me to have missed having it. But if you're 12 years old, you've been, bad things have happened to you. Your mind, yeah. um, the rational mind gets locked out by the amygdala and I have no memory of having mm -hmm. pelvic inflammatory disease. Um, yeah. I just don't. And um, yeah, so that was. <laughs> well, it's not something you want to remember. Uh, exactly, exactly. Well, and, and I would have had no way of, um, yeah. And, and there was obviously no support um, in, you know, from my parents when that happened, mm -hmm. so yeah. Okay, so the 10th house, of course. Well, the is, other thing with, sorry, the moon yeah. in Capricorn, your mom was, so much older as a yes, mother as exactly well. as well yep yeah just mm -hmm. another yeah thing that yep that the signs point to mm -hmm. okay so the 10th house being angular of course um puts the issues that um the moon was dealing with made it very public and um 
when I finally began to understand what was happening to me, I have made it a point to be public about it, to try to dis demystify and take out of the closet um, people who deal with things um, that are related to PTSD. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I make people uncomfortable, Aries rising, but it's, you know, it, it's something that I do strongly believe needs to come out of the closet, needs to be understood and supported rather than, you know, locked away in, um, away from society, you know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so that 10th house has, you know, made it public. Okay, so um, <clears throat> the moon itself, though, has Venus as a support from triplicity and the bounds. So in it, that whole Scorpio piece does sextile the moon. And yes. the one piece that I have, that I do believe has added to my tank-like status for my physical body is the fact that Scorpio is also ranked as a sign with great longevity longevity. Yeah. And the fact that it sextiles the moon, I think that little nugget right there has um, gone a long way for producing, you know, the physical stability that I've had up until this point in my life. Um, and also the, the support of the sun to the moon. I mean, yes. you've got the almost perfect sextile between. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. that, that I think is great strength as well. Exactly. I agree. Totally. And, and with Saturn and Mercury, um, the, the mental health problem and, you know, the fact that I was not able to give birth to children, those pieces, you know, do speak to the longevity of it, right? Like it, it never reversed itself. Um, yeah, I will live with those conditions till the day I die. Yeah. Okay, so now we move on to the sixth house, which in my system has no planets, but in the Hellenistic model, planets that are either above the ascendant and still in the same sign um, are put together with the ascendant, but they still will carry qualities of, for instance, with the ascendant, they will still carry some qualities of the 12th house as they would in a quadrant based system. And it's the same with the descendant. Planets that are below the descendant have descended, literally, right, at the end of the day. Um, they will carry characteristics of, um, you know, impacting the sixth house as well. So that is something that the Hellenistic uh, take into consideration uh, in this particular case. Of course, for me, um, I when I only had the model of, the quadrant system, I definitely noticed the Neptune piece. I've oh. gone in after having weird things happen just to go, well, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> and I've had doctors do tests and tests yeah. and tests. Yeah. Um, and even in the scenario that I'm dealing with right now, um, I've, I've had a lot of tests and they're yeah. all just shaking their head, but you know, I, I've also had some good things come out of those tests. Um, apparently I have, <clears throat> I have a pristine cardiovascular system that the radiologist would love to trade me for. <laughs> so, yeah, that is good. That is good. Uh, okay. So no planets there. So I just, you know, six house, I look directly to mercury. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so um, and so Mercury and Virgo both rule the nervous system. They also rule intestines and the assimilation of food into the body. Um, and the moon can see Virgo. Um, and so the emotional piece that uh, Jill was talking about earlier, yeah, um, if I get emotionally, and when, when my, I've had several times where my um, dissociative disorder has taken over the entire system, um, and it did result in, um, you know, instantaneous diarrhea if I was emotionally right. overwhelmed. Right. And that definitely fits with the fact that the moon can see the sixth house and is being sextiled by the ruler of the sixth house, which is Mercury. So that your ruler of your sixth house, you want it to be really happy, if at all possible. <laughs> Mine is not. <laughs> okay, so it's not in good shape. It can see what it rules, so that's good, but it's under the beams. So oh. it's... Um, it doesn't have the regular strength that it would have being retrograde and under the beams. Um, and one, in some ways I could see it as I've never really thought much about my body and I've never actually been in my body a lot yeah. until I began to get a better handle on my mental health condition. And then I understood why and, and really what dissociation meant. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so that is very descriptive. Okay. So. Yeah. For me, the Neptune thing definitely it's very close to my ascendant. So mm -hmm. I, I've always had that sort of thing of like not being totally in my body. Yes. Oh, like, okay. Yes. Like memories that I have, it's almost like I'm up in the corner watching because <laughs> it wasn't safe. It wasn't a safe environment. So yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be there, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I learned to be invisible too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And on the ascendant, see that would put that way more prominent. Um, on my seventh, that makes it other people can't see me. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so putting the ruler of the sixth in the eighth. Um, because the eighth has to do with the end of life. <laughs> okay. And so what I'm beginning to suspect is, you know, up until this point, yes, um, I've had my share of health issues, but um, nothing that I really paid much attention to um, because they didn't really slow me down in my Aries doingness. But yeah. now... Your body's yeah. sick, Paige. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, and it's older. And so this is making me think, okay, so these physical ailments, I unfortunately, I'm getting the pictures starting to get a little clearer that I'm actually going to have to be way more paying attention to what is happening in my body. Um, and so, you know, I'm gonna have to pay attention to things. So mercury things are the gallbladder, um, uh, nerves, you know, your lungs, um, arms, face and hair. I don't know if that's gonna be of, you know, much concern. Okay, um, and so, but it is in Scorpio. So it has good resistance power. 
uh, normally enjoy good health. So, and I have up until now, but it is the natural ruler of, uh, you know, the gynecological, the urinary system. Um, it uh, is also prone to venereal diseases, which obviously I had when I was very, very young. Um, and it also was the piece that spoke to impotency or infertility. Okay, so the fact that it Mercury is co-present with Sun, Saturn, and Venus. Um, fortunately, the Venus, this is where Venus really helps. Venus being conjunct Saturn, that helps to minimize Saturn's um, uh, restrictiveness. Um, it didn't eliminate it, obviously. Um, you know, my mental health conditions never went away. Um, they have become manageable. And that is one of the ways you can see the malefic that is that is of the sect in favor. You can get a handle on it. And so having Venus, Saturn conjunct has helped in that way. And I'm very appreciative of that. Okay, so... Um, yeah, so what we're looking at when it comes right down to it is, okay, I've got to consider the moon, Mars, Mercury, and never leaving out Saturn, because Saturn does rule the moon, and it is co-present with Mercury, the ruler of the eighth. And so now we look at, now we're fast forwarding, so that's sort of the background. What do we look at? So um, timing, and, and that was kind of what led me down this road to begin with, is the timing of what's happening right now and who are the main culprits. Okay, so I can look to something happening to, to the first house and Mars, the 10th house, I would also look to the moon and Saturn, the sixth house and Mercury. Um, because Mars is in the seventh, I would look to that. Uh, and I would look to the eighth house. So um, Lord of the year, annual perfections. Um, if I look very specifically at when the moon is Lord of the year, when Mars is Lord of the year, when Mercury is Lord of the year. Um, and I currently have, I'm just going to make sure I'm going to just stop the share for a second here and just double check something yes I want to make sure I've got this right yeah so the lord of the year for me this year is the moon and so I don't know why when my birthday happened I just kind of went yeah <laughs> about the fact that the moon was going to be the ruler and that is my body and <laughs> ah, yeah. that's not going to mean anything <laughs> Okay, so the next thing that you might look for um, in terms of, you know, health at a given time, your solar revolution, what's showing up there, transits, obviously, progressions, directions, and zodiacal releasing. The other piece is distributions through the, through the bounds for your lifetime and your solar return. So there's quite a deep dive you can do. And, uh, you know, so for me, I had sort of a typical cold at December, and, you know, um, right after my birthday, I had a fairly emotional 10 days with my sister. 
Uh, but those are things that I'm familiar with, right? You know, having the cold and dealing with my mental health stuff. And, and I've got strategies for those. And I don't particularly count them as being significant. And then at the end of January, my husband and I got COVID. So yeah, no big surprise there. It's around and, you know, and so again, I was just a little ticked that, you know, being sick twice in less than three months, I was like, what the heck? And then in um, April, um, no, April, March, no, end of March, April, um, my kidneys, at least this is what I thought it was. And of course, kidney is indicated in my, um, in what we just went through. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had my first CT scan done then and nada showed up. Mm -hmm. Nada. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that is associated with my back. You know, maybe I'm yeah. thinking it's my kidneys, but it's actually because I was back into gardening, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. a little back and is yeah. where the kidneys are. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I chalked it up to. Um, and then the first week of May came. <laughs> <laughs> and um, up until that point, you know, um, I was being way more careful with my back. Um, but otherwise, life was starting to return to normal. And I was quite happy about that. And, um, and so three days before the event, <laughs> um, I noticed I was starting to get headaches. And I don't get headaches, even though I have Aries rising and Mars yes. levels. Headaches are not a thing for me or have not been in the past, yeah. right? That's right. <laughs> and and so, but I was getting headaches and I'm just like, what the hell? And then I was getting these um, not, not constant, um, very intermittent. Um, what I now understand was cramping in my gut, right? Uh -huh. um, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? And, you know, and then it would go and I'd continue on. And so for three days that happened. Yeah. And the morning of the third day, I get up, I have my usual breakfast. Um, and my usual routine is to look at my emails um, and Facebook a little bit just to see if there's any, you know, messages or people have emailed me. And I started to feel really tired. And I'm like, what the heck? Surely I'm not coming down with something again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I, um, um, I, I said, okay, I'll just relax here, you know, just do some stuff on the computer. I won't fly into my day, which on Wednesdays, I typically, you know, I've got a list of things I want to do. Um, and then a half hour later, I had a very urgent need to make it to the bathroom. And so I did. And it was water. And I'm like, what the hell? So I came back to bed. Anyway, long as story, I don't have to go into all of the <laughs> gory details, gory details. I laid on the floor for about two and a half hours um, with both ends running until the top end ran out of something to throw up and I started doing dry heaves and by this point my husband is on the scene and being I'm very lucky very supportive um, and he said do you want to go to the hospital and I said yes because I knew I would be incredibly low on like electrolytes or fluid in oh, the yeah, body. Yeah. You don't yeah, dehydrated for sure yeah you don't want to you don't want to hang out with that 
And he said, well, I'll take you. And I said, no, <laughs> you will call the ambulance because I do not want to lay on the floor of the uh, <laughs> waiting room having both ends. No, yeah. no, that's just not going to happen. And so, you know, eventually I the ambulance came and they took me. Um, and so that was rather a shock, yeah. to say the least, Yeah, <laughs> to have my system go, that far afoul and they very quickly determined that it wasn't food poisoning um and that i had an elevated white blood count which meant some sort of infection somewhere so again i went through a ct scan uh this time with dye and it started in its normal thing whereas they weren't entirely sure what was going on and anyway i you know I, they sent me home which was fine um and but i got really nervous about eating um <laughs> and i ate very little and unfortunately so that was uh may the third and so this is what um may the 22nd so we're talking almost 20 days ago um i still am getting bouts so you know this has forced me to um do research on like the FODMAP which is you know people that have irritable bowel and you know being very careful of what I eat to not try to trigger um I haven't had the throwing up which I'm incredibly grateful for but my digestive tract is not happy yet so sometimes uh, doing a, a fast can help yeah the and digestive system to Mm -hmm. clear up what it needs to and just normalize itself yeah well so far it just keeps wanting to clear itself out again anyway yeah. yeah so i have gone down the road of trying to see what what can be shown with astrology who are the main culprits let's have a look okay so i am going to share my screen again and this time mm -hmm. i will Okay, so this is my solar return, and um, just get rid of all the rest of that stuff. So when I looked at this back at, at in my birthday in 2022, mm -hmm. um, uh, what my big focus was, you know, we've got Sag rising. I thought, oh, that's good, Sag mm -hmm. rising. My Jupiter is is happy. It is squaring the ascendant, but you know, um, and so because the fourth house can indicate death, um, and I have very elderly siblings, I've got Mars, Moon, Gemini, Saturn in the third, in the solar return of siblings, I, you know, that's where my focus went was, oh, yeah. I'm probably going to lose one of my siblings this year, right? Yeah, kind of I would be looking at that yacht. Well, yes, but anyway, so now when I look at it, I go, okay, so Mars and Moon are really significant in my natal chart. Um, and not only does Mars overcome my Moon in, um, you know, my natal chart, but Mars is now conjunct the Moon. So, duh, <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's in the sign of the ruler of my sixth house. Um, so, inflammation um affecting the body maybe huh can mercury help out no it's under the beams it's in the 12th house the worst house <laughs> so why i didn't when i looked at this chart back in november 
you go, I need to really pay attention to my health. And aren't, aren't the moon and Mars where Jupiter is in your Yes, they are. Natal? Yeah. And so, so that, you know, it, but see, um, I would have thought that that would have been a bonus because Jupiter is of the sect of favor. It but, is my benefit. He's squaring them. Yes. But in here, he is squaring them. And apparently it's ability to help out with moon Mars hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> and the Mars in conjunct to Venus, which rules your sixth again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> and of course, the other thing that I totally missed is the 10th house cusp is Virgo. So that puts health at the very top of the pile. And then, you know, with a floating MC, the MC, of course, is very close to where Mars is yeah. natally. Yeah. And uh, the same with Chiron, where Chiron yeah. is right now. Um, yeah, looking back at uh, the Mars. So, yeah, um, I was a bit got, and you can, you know, when you're looking at your own solar revolution, it's very easy to kind of forget that, oh, the ruler of the year is the moon, which means my body is on notice this year. Um, and the T squared is Saturn? Um, T squared to. From Saturn in the third in Aquarius. T squared to oh the to sun, 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 yeah. sun, sun, sun and and Pluto. Sun Pluto, yes, and Pluto squaring my ascendant. Yeah. There's yeah. yeah, yeah. So this was going to be a significant year that I just completely gapped on when it came to my health. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, so the next piece that I looked at, and this is, so this next chart that you're looking at, I have my natal chart is in the middle, we have progressions in the middle wheel, and direction, solar arc directions are on the outside. So what do we have? Oh, we have the moon in the first house. Yes, the moon is very significant. <laughs> we have... Uh, what was the other one? We have Mars, Mars. coming up to the sun yeah. um, by progression. The So the one kind of that didn't fit, or at least not as directly as I would have thought, is the progress moon. It's in the fifth house. Um, and I would have thought that it, yeah, would have been in the sixth. But it's, you know, so this could only mean that maybe next year I'm still dealing with health issues. Um because but it hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah, but it's squaring the sun, your natal sun. And, it is. It and is. then conjuncting your natal. Yeah. Well, and it's continuing that same square that Mars has to the natal moon. The yeah. moon and Mars are still square. Yeah. yeah. And so that probably doesn't help anything. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, and what's interesting, though, is also the sun is about to change signs. And by progression slash direction, um, that usually indicates a fairly significant change of chapter in your personal life. And so this could be me, you know, having to come to terms with the fact that I'm going to be 70 and that I'm not going to be able to do the things that I always used to do to the degree that I've always done them, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the other thing I'm noticing is Neptune up in the midheaven or up yeah. in the... Yeah, it's squaring that. Mars. Squaring Mars. Right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Which, which is important never. because Mars, Mars, like I said before, doesn't really have any close aspects at all. Yeah. No. In the chart, natal chart. So when you get an ass, you know, yeah, when it trans that really hits it. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, you probably notice it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in two years, of course, I'll have Uranus. And you're, that yeah. Mars. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what we, yeah. we won't. <laughs> so uh, this, uh, you know, is obviously another place that you look. And yeah. so what's beginning to show up quite strongly in this and the other piece is Mars moon. Okay. So the next thing that you can look at is zodiacal releasing. And um, this is of, okay. So you can do zodiacal releasing from any of the lots. Um, but in particular for physical health, you use the lot of fortune. And of course, my lot of fortune is in Gemini in the third, and it started in Gemini. Um, in 2016, it hit Virgo. Okay. And so um, I'm likely going to be dealing, which is no big surprise given my age, with health scenarios, being of service, sixth house, all of that kind of stuff until 2036. Um, and so I've already done a few of the second level. I am now at a Saturn level, um, June of 2021, um, on level two, it went into Capricorn, which is where the moon is. It is ruled by Saturn. And, um, that is this year, um, my Lord of the year is the moon, the moon's in Capricorn. So this is definitely saying hello until September of 2023, you're going to have some health stuff. Now, what I originally started with um, in 2021 was dealing with my sister and her health issues, but it's finally caught up to me. And I think where that really shows is on level three, I had a loosening of the bonds in November, right after my birthday on the 27th. And it went from Capricorn back to Cancer, which of course is ruled by the moon. That should have been a clue. <laughs> okay. And in the next one, um, I show what happens currently, you know, so the first pieces stay the same. Um, okay, uh, we're still in that um, level two Capricorn, but now March, which was, you know, um, it happened in April or in May. Uh, so we were in a sixth house on level three um, until May the 6th, which was after the main event. Um, and the main event happened uh, on a loosening of the bonds on level four. So, you know, there were indications. I don't know if I could have avoided anything, but it wasn't like the universe wasn't saying, oh, by the way. Okay, yeah, so that's as far as we want to go with that. All right, so I did do, um, let me just collapse this down, stop the share and set up. I did do transits because that is another place that you can look. Um, and so I get to the transits from here, I think. Yes, this is the transits. Okay, let me get this set up. 
Okay, so again, these are all done, if people are wondering, I use solar fire. And so I only did, you know, sort of this year. And so the moon, as we saw in um, progressions was in the fifth, uh, the sun is uh, gonna square by September Venus. Um, Venus itself is conjoining the ascendant this year and or squaring pardon me squaring the ascendant so whenever the ascendant is triggered that will trigger physical things as well i would have read this as how do i want to update my position in community 10th house um how do i want to you know ch change up the way i present myself and i have in fact been doing some of that uh when we decided to do this show without the radio station so that we could actually advertise our services um, yeah. Now Jupiter though is in my first house, which is, and so Jupiter going through, you know, your first house, which is your, you know, your physical body as well. Um, it puts bigger and grander <laughs> in front of everything. And so, because it's Aries inflammation. Um, and so if whatever has attacked my intestinal tract, um, if it hadn't have been Jupiter in Aries in the first, it might not have been quite so dramatic. Don't mm -hmm. know. I can only hope that when it uh, ingresses into Taurus, uh, which it is now, that and it has slowed down, right? It's not an everyday thing. It's about an every three or four day thing. So that was Jupiter's contribution. Now, we also have Saturn. And so Saturn, unfortunately... Uh, in January was squaring Mercury. It could have been setting up the problems right now, um, but it's trining Venus-Saturn position. And I'm not entirely sure if that is going to be helpful or not. Yeah, yeah one can hope. Uranus, on the other hand, now, of course, is coming up to a trine to my moon. So it will behoove me to try to stay emotionally level, seeing as my emotions can trigger bodily phenomena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then of course we move on to Mercury and Mercury is trining, or Neptune is trining my Mercury. That's not helpful. <laughs> no, not at all. Not, no, certainly not helpful in getting clear answers to anything. Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> darn. Okay, Pluto, on the other hand, is, of course, will for a couple of years now be squaring my Venus. And um, yeah, again, not entirely sure, but the fact that it squares my ascendant a few more times before it's done with Capricorn. Well, yeah, and when all this, when all this started, it was still in Aquarius, right? Yeah. And so it was technically, it's still, you know, even though it's not, to the degree it's squaring that venus saturn yeah that's right that's right yeah that's pretty powerful yes it is don't so, ignore pluto <laughs> yeah you ignore it's your peril he, he doesn't <laughs> like it <laughs> <laughs> okay so the last one um and again i need to sort of quasi set this up is is that the one I want? Uh, no, that is not the one I want. 
I don't think I'm going to be able to get to it. Yes, I can. I know how to do it. I know how to do it now. All right, there we go. Oh, go away. Share screen. Share screen. Okay, so the last ones that we're going to look at is, oh, I need to get this out of the way. Am I going to be able to get it out of the way? No, I can't. Oh, yeah, there it is. Okay, so we want, I want, um, 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 this one. Not that one. Pardon the interruption in the flow. But what's nice is I don't have to worry about the timing. We can go on as long as we need to. So what I'm about to pull up, this is, so can you see this? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Okay, so this is distribution through the bounds. Um for the solar revolution. And so March, um, the ascendant went from, it started off in um, Sagittarius. So it's taken a while to get around to Cancer, but it's now in Cancer. So Cancer of course is ruled by the moon. And at the time of the episode, we had Jupiter Mars or Jupiter Venus. And that kind of surprised me, you know, because that in and of itself wouldn't have suggested to me, uh, other than its aspect, you know, it's it's going through um, the fourth or the the fourth house natally, but um, which house is it? It's the eighth, I think. Yeah, I think it's the eighth in the solar return. So that really didn't speak to me. The one that did, and let's just see if I can pull it up. The one that did was the, so there is also one that you can do that covers your entire life. And I'm just trying to see where, oh, there it is, lifetime. This one did speak. So it is cancer again. So that piece is repeating. And so this started when I was 45. Um, and it is up to Jupiter. So it will oppose the moon um, by December. And so that tells me that um, I am going to have to take this seriously. Because mm -hmm. when the ascendant catches up to the moon by, and so this is distributions for your lifetime. And, mm -hmm. and this takes me up to 99 years of age, which, you know, who knows, I might get that far. <laughs> I might not. <laughs> but anyway, it, it's affecting both the sun and the moon right now. And mm -hmm. so that could be a really stark indication of just kind of longevity I'm going to have and what kind of issues I actually have to pay attention to. So that one sort of made sense. Whereas the other one, not so sure. But then I haven't worked with distributions through the bounds a lot, hardly at all. So, you know, I could be missing some important pieces there. Anywho, so it pays to pay attention to your Lord of the Year your solar revolution and your body 
and your body exactly exactly yeah. the body is very wise if we listen to it and it often we don't you know, yeah if it's not happy it's not good to put more food in it because <laughs> well no no exactly it's I, I have i'm no. keeping a list of what works and what doesn't yeah and, and i'm um you know the the other upside to this is i've lost 10 pounds yay but you know obviously i'd rather it's not quite the way you want to do that no not really not really no i can think of uh kinder gentler ways <laughs> that don't involve my husband having to clean a very messy bathroom in it. yes or ambulance rides or ambulance yes. rides exactly exactly which i'm sure we'll have to pay for um yeah so, my dear, I I think we have another wrap of the show. I think we do. Yes. Um, do either one of us have any grand ideas for our next show? Are we getting towards the end of the month? Oh, the end of the month. Ooh. I think we are looking at next month. I think you might be right. Yes. Yes. That will be our forecast for June. Yes. Very good. <laughs> very good. Okay, so we are going to say our goodbyes, but I am going to put up our, um, okay, where do I get to them? I think I have to go here. I am going to share our ending credits because I really don't know any other way of doing it yet. Um, here we go. Okay, so um, thank you for listening to Astrology Today. And remember, you can reach jill and here's her um details for reaching her and you can reach me and here are my details and this is the crew and hopefully jenna will be able to join us next week when we do the june forecast anyway bye for now bye